You're listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Episode 173, Popular Feng Shui Symbols. Welcome to episode 173 of the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. We teach feng shui online at mindfuldesignschool.com. And in case you didn't know, we actually teach a six month feng shui certification program. So if you wanna dive deep, if you've been following us for a while and you're obsessed with feng shui, be sure to check out our certification program. And be sure to sign up for our mailing list for special free workshops and opportunities that are only for newsletter subscribers. So you go to mindfuldesignschool.com, scroll to the bottom, or you can go to our show notes and sign up for our newsletter. We are opening the Inner Circle, which is the Holistic Spaces Inner Circle, which is a membership group that we have been doing since February. And we come together each month. We meet a couple times a month live. It's an opportunity for listeners and followers to send in floor plans and questions and engage with us. Maybe you're not quite there yet on doing a certification, or maybe you are, and you want to do this as well. It is very accessible and it's really an opportunity for you to learn, but also to just sit back and to receive. So keep your eyes peeled. Emails will be coming through. It's only open for a week to enroll. Like the enrollment is only open for one week and then we close it again. And we usually open it. I don't know when we're, you know, every you know few months or something. So Angie, what are we yeah, talking about today? Also- Well, I also want to say for the inner circle, we look at floor plans, we answer questions, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. we offer a special meditation that is functionally inspired that goes hand in hand with our chief forecast that we do on the, on the podcast every month. So I hope you'll join us and get to know us a little bit more, like, and talk to us live instead of just through a podcast recording. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so today we're going to talk about popular feng shui symbols. So if you didn't know, feng shui is an ancient Chinese wisdom, and it was started in China, but many different cultures have some form of looking at the environment and looking at the energy and how to optimize energy for your built environment, your built spaces. And since feng shui comes specifically from China, there's many different symbols that are connected to Asia that are integrated into feng shui. And while you don't have to use these symbols, there's a lot of them that form the foundation of feng shui wisdom. And we wanted to touch upon these so that you can start to understand what these images and symbols mean. And then we'll talk about how you can start to use them in the feng shui of your home to enhance the chi, you can use them as artwork or bring objects or sculptures or other images in your home where you can always, you know, wear them on your body. People don't realize feng shui isn't just for your home, but it can also be something that you wear like jewelry or talismans. So um, we hope you enjoy this episode. We've been doing these uh, little series of feng shui symbols. We started with the orchid, the symbol of the orchid, a couple of episodes ago. In the last episode, we talked about the lotus. So today we're going to go over more general ones. So we're going to start with yin and yang. So if you aren't familiar with the yin-yang symbol, it is also called the tai chi symbol. And it's depicted as a circle with 
an, a sine curve or an S shape that goes from top to bottom and half of it is white. It's a, like the, a white teardrop with a black dot. And then the other side is mirrored and upside down with a black teardrop and a white dot. And this is known as the yin yang symbol. And it comes from Taoism and it's connected to Taoism, which is an ancient Asian philosophy, which forms one of the foundational uh, wisdoms of feng shui. And this symbol is a representation of what yin and yang is. So yin and yang is the ultimate like non-binary. Even though there's this duality of yin and yang and the black teardrop represents yin while the white teardrop represents the yang energy. But it's this paradoxical unity because one can't exist without the other and each teardrop creates the other teardrop. And then within each color, each color teardrop, within the yin teardrop, there's a little dot of yang. That's that black, uh, that's that white dot. And then within the yang teardrop, which is white, there's always a dot of yin, which is black. So yin and yang is very similar to like that polarity of masculine and feminine, light and dark, inside and outside, death and life. There's uh, afternoon and morning and, or night and day. So the list goes on and on. And I think we must have an up. Do we have an episode on yin and yang? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So go back and listen to that if you're if you want to learn more. I think about it's one that. of our feng shui one hundred ones. Okay. This is this is a symbol that represents that philosophy of yin and yang, and it's a reminder that like a like all of life's dualities, good and bad right and wrong, masculine and feminine, moon and the sun, they're all in this fluid dance because we have these teardrop shapes and they're not separate. One cannot exist without the other. And feng shui is actually the study of how our homes are not separate from our inner lives. So it's like the, our homes might be the visual, like the yang, the yang energy where our inner lives, our inner environments are the yin energy and they're intimately connected and interdependent. So, so it's really fascinating to really study this symbol and then see how this ties into your fascination and your love of feng shui. Okay, next symbol is the bagua. Again, something we talk a lot about in this podcast, and we probably have about, oh, I know by the fact we have two that we did not too long ago of two-parter. If you want to learn a lot more about the Bagua. Bagua is um, a Chinese word that translates as eight directions. And Bagua is the feng shui. We, we sometimes call it this, although our teacher gives us grief. She doesn't like the word energy map but it really is sort of the easiest way to phrase to wrap your head around it because it's a way that feng shui practitioners determine how to look at a, at a space. So we overlay the bagua and it really is this invisible construct, right? That we would put over a home or a lot or any, really anything. And it has in it, within it, those eight directions, or we, we, we refer to them as 
trigrams or guas is where we talked about them as being guas a lot is that these are areas of your life and these trigrams and the bagua connect back to the I Ching. We're talking 4,000 years ago and over the years without getting too technical and we teach our students the history of this, it has evolved. Okay. And, and we use it differently the way, you know, slightly differently than, than the way um, we used it 4,000 years ago, but actually when you get advanced with the practice of feng shui, you end up using both. Anyway, I digress. We refer to them as guas, which goes back to the I Ching 4,000 years ago. And each of these guas is connected again through the I Ching to a trigram. And so there's connect, there's layers. Each area of this bagua has many, many, many layers um, that connect to a season. It connects to uh, a family member. It connects to a color, um, a cardinal direction. And the beauty of the bagua is that it is a way for us, a lens, a framework, a construct for us to look through a, a space so that we can divine and we can look for patterns and information about someone's life basically. That's sort of the quick way to look at it. But again, I encourage you to go back into, to listen to our two Bagua episodes, part one and part two. Next is the four emblems, also known as the four celestial animals. And it sounds very fancy, right? This is a concept in feng shui that goes back to one of the original schools, the form school. And almost all schools of feng shui use the four celestial animals in some way. And it's especially related to land forms and land feng shui. And you'll often see this symbol as four protector animals in a diamond formation. So when feng shui was developed, one of the main purposes was to site a home or a city so that it would be safe and protected. And it was not it was gonna be located in such a way that you would be protected and not have to have intruders or you would be safe from attack. And so this is especially important in landform feng shui, but it's also looked at like in, you know, that's maybe the, mic the macro, but in the micro, you can also apply this to your interior space. But in general, you'll see this emblem or this symbol as four animals, in that diamond formation. And it's also sometimes called the easy armchair position. And so the four celestial animals, the four guardians or the four celestial emblems, they're these four animals. The black tortoise is in the back or the north direction. The white tiger is to the right or the east. The red phoenix is to the south or the front. And the green dragon is to the left and the west. And so you'll often see this in Asian motifs. Like for instance, when I went to Japan, I found like this beautiful book to collect temple stamps with, I, I actually found quite a few of them with the four emblems or the four celestial animals. And so I purchased a couple of them. One, it's really cute, like very like anime, not cheesy anime, but like kind of like a little like um little cute drawing version and then also like one that was much more like regal looking animals and so there's a lot of layered meetings to these specific animals the tortoise the tiger the phoenix and the dragon another symbol which will spin off from there is the dragon itself the dragon the standalone dragon 
I mean, when you think of many, you know, Asian iconography and imagery, the dragon is, you know, everywhere. And the dragon has meanings in both East and Western cultures, but the Asian dragon, the mythical dragon is considered benevolent. You know, don't think of smog <laughs> from Lord of the Rings or from, sorry, from the Hobbit, you know, think of it as um, although the wisdom is there, think of it as benevolent, bringing prosperity, wisdom, protection, incredibly auspicious symbol. Again, as Angie mentioned, the dragon is one of the four celestial animals and the four emblems and connected with a direction, but as well as with power and magnificence. And overall, the, the dragon is used for protection and for safety, but the dragon has a layer of, of kindness. And I always think it as flexibility um, in a dragon. It's not this, you know, there's not this totalitarian kind of, you know, dragon overlord thing. It really are. They have this compassion and this kindness to them. And uh, it's a symbol is a symbol that is often connected in China with also with emperors. So anytime you see anything of the emperor of the, the dragon was there historically. So it has um, a very long and illustrious history in uh, China. And it's the best. Zodiac. And of course, and it's also Angie's animal symbol. So <laughs> yes. it's the best. It's the best. Okay. Well, uh, so another very popular feng shui symbol that is also one of the celestial animals is the tortoise. And so in Asia, in the Asian system and in feng shui, we kind of interchange tortoise and turtle. So, you know, it's either one. And they have a meaning of longevity and long life because turtles and tortoises are known to live a long time. Like I had a turtle in college and they live a long time. I was, I ended up giving it back to the pet store that I got it from this reptile store, but they live a long time and they, you know, they don't move very quickly. They're very careful and thoughtful. And they're also a representation of deep wisdom because another foundational wisdom that we use in feng shui is the I Ching. And the I Ching and feng shui are both said to, um, a lot of the symbols, like the trigrams that Laura touched upon, are said to have arisen from, they came from the back of a tortoise shell or a tortoise that his shell or its shell, their shell, that they came out of the river and the low river, and there were markings on the back of the tortoise that then were interpreted later into the I Ching and that relate to the Bagua map. And so they're very auspicious animals, again, that represent longevity, wisdom. And also if we think about the story of the tortoise emerging from the low river, that this animal, this symbol, is connected to bringing forth wisdom and messages from the natural world to the human world. So you could include imagery of tortoises or turtles in your home to enhance longevity, wisdom, and to invite wisdom and messages from nature to, to your heart. Next is the carp. And in Asian culture, the carp is actually considered a magical creature connected with being able to achieve great transformation. 
There is stories of the carp overcoming obstacles. And for instance, the carp was able to swim upstream and leap over the dragon's gate and transform itself into a dragon. So because of that, you know, carp, carp are actually really large fish that are, you know, kind of look like ginormous goldfish, but, you know, we can bring this, uh, this same kind of auspicious energy and symbolism using a goldfish again, much smaller, much more manageable, or even koi, you know, similarly in a, in a pond, or if you have a water feature to remind us of being able to face our potential difficulties and to welcome positive transformation. There's also a lot of symbolism around, which actually connects back to the yin yang. You'll see a popular imagery of two fish or carp, or um, they are carp, you know, in opposite one doing yin and one yang and having that, that, that constant circle of, you know, the continuing cycle and the, the imagery of yin and yang as well. So you can find that that imagery if you don't want to necessarily bring a real fish into your home. And also just having, uh, there's also many images and watercolor paintings of eight or nine, and usually it's eight goldfish in one black fish. So you'll see lots of imagery around the carp and goldfish and koi and knowing that it, uh, in its foundation, it really is about a positive transformation and overcoming difficulties. Next, we have the symbol of the 12 zodiac animals. So you're all hopefully, hopefully you've been listening to us for a long time and you know about the 12 zodiac animals in the Asian system. And this, like for instance, this year, we are in the year of the tiger. And you can also look at each individual zodiac animal as a symbol, or you can also look at the group of all 12 zodiac animals as a symbol. Like for instance, I have a little set of all 12 zodiac animals on a, on a red string that are strung together. I also have a set of 12 zodiac animals, each individual little, these little um, figurines. And together they can represent a harmony between all of the different personality types, all the different energies, all the diff the diversity in, in the world or that we interact with in our human realm. And that said, each individual animal represents different energies as well, right? So we touched upon one of them earlier, the dragon, right? So that dragon has its own energy, but, you know, Laura, for instance, the rat that has its own energy. And we, we talk about that every year at around Chinese new year. And you, you might start to be familiar with the energy of the own, your own animal year. And also the energy of the current animal year. So if you, you're not familiar, be curious, go check out our episode about the tiger. So a couple ways to work with the entire Chinese zodiac, all 12 animals is to, to um, one, you can bring in like all the animals, like in one cohesive way, like get an image with all 12 animals or get some kind of representation of all the 12 animals. And that will symbolize harmony with all of these different energies, all these different possibilities, all these embodiments that we interact with and encounter as humans. And also to appreciate that 
And another way, if you want to dive in deeper, again, is to look at your own zodiac animal by your year of birth and start to reflect upon those qualities. And also maybe look at like, start to look at each one individually. Like again, start with maybe the current year animal, which this year is a tiger. And then next year you can, or next month, maybe you can look at a different animal and start to understand and, and be curious about the people around you, start to understand what their energies are and really find value in that. And again, like bringing all those images together. So the image of all the 12 zodiac animals in feng shui really represents that harmony and inclusiveness, embracing all the variation that and diversity we see in the world. And the last group of symbols, because it's a pretty big one and there's lots of different variations in it, is flowers. And in feng shui, flowers overall, flowers symbolize impermanence because again, they're cut. And so as soon as they're cut, you know, they start to die. But that is, there's beauty in that. And so having beautiful, fragrant flowers in our home is a way to bring in abundance, nature, but also in feng shui and especially the feng shui we practice, we use cut flowers, specifically very fragrant cut flowers to lift the chi of a home and to bring in more joy. You know, so ideally you can bring in a beautiful bouquet of cut flowers to your home with the intention of lifting the chi. If that's not possible, you can also use imagery of flowers. And we talked a lot about imagery and flowers, just actually the last two podcasts. If you've gone back and listened, we have the Lotus and the Orchid, and you can listen to those in more detail. So for instance, the Lotus is one where we use the symbolism in order to symbolize, you know, wisdom, beauty, but also the idea of beauty out of mud right? Out of difficult situations. The peony is another flower that has a lot of symbolism and significance in feng shui. Symbolizes these big balls, these beautiful blooms represent abundance, prosperity, nobility, all of these. They're one of the the sort of treasured blooms in in, uh, feng shui and in uh, Asian culture. So they represent quite an elevated energy. So I always connect them with abundance, nobility, wealth, prosperity, and they're just beautiful as well. And I would say if you're wanting to learn even more about flowers, you can go back and list and the zodiac animals. You can actually listen to our Lotus Way episode that we did where Katie Hess joined us and she chose a flower for each zodiac animal this year, which was great. So go back and look at that. I think that was, I want to say it was in February. Yeah, or January, I think. But we January, do January. It's a nice tradition that we do with Katie yeah. this way every year where she shares a flower to connect with each city I can only share. So definitely check out your one for this year and then stay tuned for next year too. Mm-hmm. So we hope you enjoyed learning about all of these popular feng shui symbols and invite you to be curious about one of them. Look at how you can invite them into your home or life by bringing the imagery into your home. If something resonates with you, explore the imagery, research more, or like even you can wear it on your body like through jewelry, or you can doodle it. You're only limited by your imagination. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Holistic Spaces podcast. You can tune in every Monday for a new episode. 
If you like our podcast, please share it with others, subscribe, leave a review, and please support the podcast by checking out our feng shui certification course. We have a six month, 100 hour feng shui certification course that we do twice a year. And we also offer mini courses and we have an exclusive membership called the Inner Circle. Uh, if you'd like to explore the world of holistic spaces and feng shui on an even deeper level, be sure to sign up for our mailing list. You can go to mindfuldesignschool.com, scroll through bottom, or go to the show notes, there'll be a link to sign up for our newsletter where we offer special offers just for our newsletter subscribers, exclusive content, and invitations to special events just for people on our mailing list. Thank you so much, and we will see you next week.